This is the Birth, Baby, and Life podcast with Kristen Burgess, and we're getting good birth partner support in episode number 187. Welcome to the Birth, Baby, and Life podcast, the tips, tools, and straight talk you want for pregnancy, childbirth, and bringing up baby. And now your host, Kristen Burgess. Hey mama, today we are talking about how your birth partner can help you get prepped for childbirth. My name is Kristen Burgess, and I work with pregnant and new mamas who want to have a great pregnancy, a natural birth, they want to create a beautiful and sacred birth experience, and I also work with mamas who want to intentionally create a peaceful home that is filled with the laughter of a happy family and especially happy littles. Today, I want to dive into talking about birth partners, and really, I said birth partner in the episode title and in the intros, but... We're really talking about having the support that you need throughout pregnancy as you prepare for birth. And I think as you listen to the episode, that's going to make sense. Many moms want a natural birth, but they end up feeling totally overwhelmed on their birthing day. And they they even feel totally overwhelmed before then. They don't feel like their birth partner is on board or helpful at all. And this can be a problem. And it, it goes bigger than preparing for birth, and I think that some of these tips might help with that biggerness as well, but I hope that it's especially going to help you guys get on the same page for preparing for a good natural birth experience, you, because your birth partner is really your biggest support person during your birth, and often throughout your pregnancy. Now, hopefully with this, you're both going to be on the same page you'll be much better able to handle what comes in pregnancy and in birth, and I also hope that it's going to grow your communication together. On last week's episode, we talked about what to do when people disagree with your birth choices, and so this week's episode is going to jump off from that a little bit because we talked about getting that support, and I talked specifically about support with your partner. Now, also in this episode, I'm really talking about your husband or your partner when we're thinking about your birth partner because chances are if you have say your mom or a sister or a girlfriend or somebody who has agreed to be your birth partner like they're agreeing to be your birth partner because they know you want a natural birth and you guys are both really focused on that so some of these tips may help but really this is focused on kind of that global support for everything that comes from your partner when it's like your husband or your partner or your boyfriend or whomever it is like that is going to be your rock solid support person hopefully throughout your birth but you can listen to this episode even if you know your mom or your sister or somebody is going to be your support person and I'll come back and touch on doulas as well in a little bit. But really, I'm talking a lot about, like, say your romantic partner, your husband or your partner or somebody like that when we talk about that. So last week, I talked about helping get your partner on board with you if he isn't. And one of the things that I talked about that could be really helpful is educating your partner. And I spent a lot of time on last week's episode talking about why it's really important for you to get clear on why you want to have a natural birth. And I think Like I said last week, for many moms, it's initially, I don't want any drugs in my baby. And you have this intuitive sense that that's the right thing. But if you start looking into and studying natural birth, you begin to realize that there are so many other reasons. And those are important things to communicate with your partner. Communicating those whys of natural birth can be so, so crucial. And 
even talking about things like baby development in the womb can be really helpful to both of you guys because it's communicating excitement, it's communicating what's going on, it's communicating what's happening, it's communicating curiosity or giving an opportunity for curiosity and All of that is important. And one of the reasons why I think baby development can be good is because usually what what your fellow wants most is for you and the baby to be healthy because he wants his partner and his baby to both be healthy and strong and safe. So when you talk about baby development and when you talk about natural birth and you talk about it with this sense of passion and curiosity and awe and excitement even if sometimes it doesn't feel exciting to think about labor, but I think when you really start to understand how beautiful natural birth is and how it's meant to work and how it's meant to set you and baby up for this beautiful start in life for something that you want, which is motherhood, then it it becomes easier to feel excited, even if you also feel apprehensive, which is is totally okay. Um, But when you talk to your partner about that and he hears that, that's good because that helps enroll him. That's genuine emotion and that's genuine excitement and something you're passionate about. And usually the man that cares about you in your life wants to support you and what you're passionate about. So that's that's a beginning stage for that. And then another good thing to talk with him about is supporting baby's good development because both of you want a happy, healthy baby. And you can also emphasize that baby's development is dependent on you. And this doesn't mean that you're going to lecture or teach him the way that I'm doing it right now, but it might mean that you talk about it, you know, excitedly or that you're sharing. So you guys are having dinner together and you're sharing what you learned about baby development today or you're sharing, you know what, I was listening to Kristen on this podcast. She was talking about the physiological changes of pregnancy. And did you know that all of this happens? And did you know that when all this happens in my body, it helps support a healthy placenta and a healthy baby? And I just think that's really cool. And she really emphasized these things like nutrition is really important because that's the thing. Baby's development is dependent on you, and you are dependent on nutrition. You're dependent on stress control. These are big primary things that are important in your pregnancy. I've talked about nutrition. I mean, we're on, we're getting close to podcast number 200, ladies, and I've talked about nutrition so many times, and I'm going to talk about it again in the next few weeks. And then I've also, I know I've talked about stress control, the podcast episode before last, and just why those things are so important and why they're so critical to a healthy pregnancy and really to an empowering experience becoming a mother, an empowering transition for you. And all of that, of course, supports your child. So when you're learning these things and sharing these things with him, it helps kind of enroll him into almost like making the sale to him, but not doing it in like a used car salesman kind of way more. And just he, your excitement is contagious and your awe and wonder and curiosity is contagious. And that helps get him on board. And it's just really important. And it's especially critical because complications are preventable and most interventions are preventable. And again, when we go back to the first thing that most guys are concerned about is A, they're worried about how can I handle this financially? And that's that's a whole nother ball of wax that we're not going to talk about today. But they're worried about how do I handle this financially? And then they're also worried about your safety and your health and baby's safety and baby's health. Those are the primary things for them. And so when you tune into that and when you touch on that and when you emphasize that 
getting the support that you need will help you towards those aims. It helps him understand how important this is, and especially if you begin to understand how most complications are preventable, most interventions are preventable. And when you have a conscious pregnancy, and when you take good care of yourself during pregnancy, and when you prepare for birth, and when you go into birth healthy, well-nourished, feeling relaxed and prepared and ready, the outcomes are better for everybody. Again, that's helping get him on board, get him enrolled in supporting you and having this beautiful birth that you want to have. So it's just really a good thing to plan on educating him, even if you don't do it in a traditional lecturing kind of way or by handing him a book or telling him, I, you know, I need to tell you all of this because it could overwhelm him. But when you talk about things in little bits here and there and you do it from your own sense of curiosity and awe and excitement, it just becomes contagious and it gets him on board. Education also equates thinking critically. So when you start talking about things like, for example, you know what, babe, I just read Gentle Birth, Gentle Mothering by Sarah Buckley, or I read Hensi Goer's Thinking Woman's Guide to Childbirth, which is an older book, but still a classic that I would recommend. Or you can talk to him about, you know what, I listened to this episode with Kristen about, you know, how safe childbirth actually is. And did you know that these interventions or or these routine procedures that are done are done you know, they're done because they make insurance companies happy, but there's not a lot of evidence behind them. And I found that really fascinating. So when you're talking about these different things, and it may be different things throughout pregnancy, like what are the pros and cons of this prenatal test? Do we need to have it done just because it's standard for the OB? Starting to show that critical thinking and questioning, is this necessary or not, can help him build a desire to think critically, a desire to analyze and to look at things and to wonder, you know, what does research really say about that? And I would say that certain popular pregnancy books on the market, which will remain nameless, are not necessarily good guides. So if it's like the number one best-selling pregnancy books, you may want to stay away from those as a source of research because a lot of those are just do what your doctor says. Of course, it's evidence-based, but the reality is, is that obstetrics tends to lag decades behind the research, or obstetrics practice tends to lag decades behind the research, and that's something to keep in mind. But again, you want you to think critically, and you want him to think critically. And these conversations and just bringing these thoughts and ideas up about what you're learning can help him realize, oh, maybe I shouldn't take everything at face value. And then education also builds trust. If, if you're learning about the physiology of natural birth and you're sharing that with him, it builds trust in your body and how it's supposed to work. When you're talking about the physiology of pregnancy and how nutrition supports a healthy mom and baby and supports a complication-free pregnancy, then the two of you know that when you're doing these things that are evidence-based, like eating this diet and learning birth skills and allowing the hormones of birth to get well-established and all those sorts of things, that you are creating a safe environment for you and your baby and you're creating a safe environment for your body to do what it is already beautifully created to do when it comes to pregnancy and birth. And it builds trust in you and in your body and in your ability to do this and in your ability to do this as a couple, to do this together. So education has a lot of benefits for both of you. We also talked last week about using feeling words in order to communicate your needs and, and what you want. 
And this is a this is a really good time to to use those feeling words. Uh, like your partner needs to take care of you for all the reasons that we just discussed in the in the first part of the podcast episode. So don't be afraid to talk about your feelings and what you want. And I talked about it in context on the last episode of birth choices. Like, and I talked about you know I it feels really icky to me to to go in and I just I feel scared to think about all of these procedures and and having a birth that goes a way that I don't want it to. It feels scary to me to think about this cascade of interventions and possibly getting bullied into a C-section that me and the baby didn't need. And I just, I don't want that to happen. What do you think about that? And that's like, you know, talking a mile a minute, really. And you want to sit down and, and really deal with your feelings. And it's okay if you say things like you feel icky or you feel scared, or even if you feel silly. I mean, that's all sharing feelings. I was talking with somebody this morning and said, you know, I feel silly, but, and then I shared more of my feelings because that's, that's being vulnerable and open and don't, when you share feelings, don't, (laughs) don't giggle and stuff like that nervously. Just share the feelings with vulnerability because that's genuine and, and it helps him to realize, gosh, you know, there's really something going on here. But you can talk about feelings about things all all throughout your pregnancy. Like, I feel frustrated because I'm trying to juggle work, and then I come home and handle the kids, and then I've got to get meals on the table, and it just feels overwhelming, and I'm tired, and this baby is heavy, and I just, I feel overwhelmed right now. And then you could say something like, you know, what are your thoughts on that, or what do you think we should do about that? And... Notice that there wasn't any you in there until it was, what should, you know, what do you think we should do about that? It wasn't, you don't help with the kids or, you know, you expect me to go work full time and then do the kids and the housework and everything and you don't ever do anything. Don't talk like that, even if that's what you're thinking. Think about how that makes you feel. Probably makes you feel overwhelmed, probably makes you feel resentful, but, but stick with words about you. Like it makes me feel, you know, I feel overwhelmed or I feel upset or I feel so tired right now or I feel so confused or I feel so unsure. Those are all good words. And because guys like to solve problems and when you share and they want to take care of you and they want you to be happy. That's another huge thing. Like a guy just, he really wants you to be happy. And so when you share feelings, it helps. And you can also share wants and don't wants. I do want to have a beautiful birth. I don't want to have a birth where I feel disconnected from my baby or where I feel out of control. And those sorts of things can help start dialogues between the two of you. And that's a really good thing. Like I said a few minutes ago, share what you're learning about birth and baby development Because that gives you that opportunity to share your excitement and to say things like, I feel excited about this. Or, you know, it's going to feel so good when I'm holding our baby and, and, you know, we've worked together and we have, we have this moment with our, with our new family together. It's just going to feel so amazing. And also another thing is make sure to thank him and apologize or not apologize. Sorry. Thank him and anything that you like him doing be sure to thank him for, or anything that you want him to continue doing. I think that's what I was trying to think about there for a minute. Anything that you want him to continue doing, make sure that you thank him for it. So if you like that he made you supper, or you like that he took you out 
to eat because you were exhausted or you liked that he tidied up or you liked that he joined you to watch a birthing class together. Thank him for that. Even if it feels like it's something that he should have done or even if it's something that feels small. And it should be a genuine thank you, not a fake thing. Because that encourages him to keep doing that. It encourages repetition of the behavior because everybody likes being appreciated. So feeling words and appreciation can go a long way. And definitely also ask for his support on things. This is just all throughout pregnancy. Don't be a superwoman. Be a little bit vulnerable. Need some things. I think so many of us as women, we've gone through a lot. We've had a lot of pain, trauma, bad relationships. And we're also in this cultural situation right now where where we've moved away from women being housewives and able to do what they want to do, which is a good thing, but it's also got an unintended consequence of now women are sort of seen as these super women, like they can do everything, and who needs a man anyways? Um, and that's a little off-putting to a guy, really, if he feels like you don't need him for anything. And then, you know, also it may not even be that. It may be more, again, that you've been through trauma and you've been through so much and there's part of you that just doesn't want to rely on needing a fella. And so there's some walls and stuff that get put up there or this attitude of superwomanness, or there's resentment because he hasn't helped you with things. And so your response to that is just, I'm going to just do it all myself. And these are all common things and relationship issues, and we're not going to dig too, too deeply into them. But I just want you to probe that and explore that. And, you know, ask yourself, can starting, even if I just baby step into small things, like I feel tired at night and I just, I don't want to take out the trash. What do you think we should do about that? (laughs) You know, just starting with small things and seeing what he says and how he responds. And when you have conversations like this where you're talking about feeling and stuff, check with him first. Like if he's in the middle of a football game or, or, you know, he's in the middle of a video game or something might not be the best time to have a conversation. But you can say, you know what, I've got some thoughts and feelings on my mind. It's now a good time to talk. And then share those feelings or thoughts or those wants or those don't wants. Don't wants can be especially powerful. But again, remember to leave out the you and just kind of be open and earnest and vulnerable and have this expectation that he's going to kind of rise to the challenge. And it's not always going to work perfect. I can tell you that. Sometimes you're like, man, I gave him an opening to step in and be a problem solver. And he was just kind of like, I don't know, like a big goof, right? But you continue to have that openness and just that also that faith and belief that he can rise to the challenge and that he can be there for you and and help you out. But you've got to ask for help. You've got to let him know, even if the way that you let him know is not saying something like, gosh, can you please just take out the trash? But more like, oh, I don't want to do the dishes and the trash. What do you think we should do? Or I'm so tired at night after I've cooked and I've gone to work and I, I don't want to have to do the dishes too. How do you think we should handle that? And it might be, oh, I'll do the dishes, babe. But it could be, well, let's go out to eat, babe, or something like that. You know, there's different solutions uh, to things that work. And it may not be the solution that you picked. And that's another thing. Be okay with his solution. Now, I say that with a caveat because we're talking about birth. And I'm going to mention this again in a little bit, I'm sure. But I do believe that when we're talking about pregnancy and birth, you're the mom, you ultimately call the shots. And especially if something is like, you know what, 
it feels really important you to have a particular kind of birth, then stick with your guns and stand by that and see how you can bring him into that. Don't necessarily acquiesce. But if it's something small, like, I don't feel like doing the dishes so often, and his solution is, oh, let's have takeout a couple times a week so we can just throw everything away. Well, that's a start, and you can go from there. And it may not be the solution that you think is perfect, but it's something. You know, it's something to think about and something to work with. And even if he bumbles some things, you know, even if he's clumsy or doesn't get it quite right, show him appreciation because he made effort. And that's really, really important. And it encourages future effort and possibly better effort. But, you know, just just encourage him. Now, what if you're trying to talk to him and he's not listening? What if you're tired and fatigued and have morning sickness and all this stuff going on and he's just not really listening? I think that a good resource for this is um, Brian Salmon's book. He is the birth guy, and he has a book called The Birth Guy's Go-To Guide for New Dads, and it's all about how a dad can be supportive in birth while you're with your baby and all those, those sorts of things, and it's It's not necessarily talking about just labor support. Like, Brian is talking about, look, Dad, you know, she's going through a lot. There's an incredible amount going on in her body. There's an incredible amount of change that you can't even imagine. And you need to support her. You need to put her first some. That's the kind of thing he talks about. Brian also has a a dad's class called Rockin' Dads, which... Um, I can link to it. He's had... I don't know what he's charging for it right now, but I know that he had it pretty low priced recently. So that could be something to look into. Like if you know your man won't read a book, the rocking dads, he's got it as a video course, or if you're in Texas, you could probably go take it with him. I don't remember which metro area he's in, but if you're there, then dad could go take the class. He talks about how dads, when they start the class, they're usually like, man, you know, they've all like been conscripted to be there. And then by the end of the class, like they're super excited and they're totally on board. So If you're really having trouble getting him on board at all, then that could be an option looking at something like Brian's Brian's book or Brian's class because it's targeted directly towards dads and it's also targeted directly towards, look, you've got to support her, which is true. And that's what we've been talking about. So this is just, this is a great time as you're preparing for birth to cultivate communication and to cultivate support and to cultivate you being in the habit of asking for support because if you never ask for help then he's not going to give help and I know like like for me I'm a single mom I've still got six kids at home I've still got you know two adult kids who need me here and there and it can be really tiring and I've had a friend who said you know you can handle anything you can do it blah, blah 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 trying to be encouraging and one of the things that I said is you know what I don't always want to do it I don't always want it to be me. And so I can say from this perspective, like given the trauma and the crisis that our family went through that left me as a single mom, it's not a choice that I would make. And like doing it all, even if I can do it all and do it mostly well, some things aren't quite so great. Like I'm just now getting back to where I'm regular with the podcast after all of that. But, you know, I I feel like I do quite a bit reasonably well and do, do a good job with my kids and I try, but I still wouldn't choose it. And so if I were in a situation where I had a partner who could help me, then I would work hard at exploring my feelings and communication with him so that 
we would be able to have that partnership so that I didn't have to try and do it all. Like, even if I can be Superwoman or Wonder Woman, I don't want to be because it's exhausting and it's stressful and life should also be enjoyed. (laughs) And I hope, especially for you during your pregnancy, that you can enjoy this time and this pregnancy and this magical time. And part of that means carving out time for you and taking time like we talked about. Um, maybe it was on last week's podcast. I don't remember. But where we talked about taking time for you and for your baby and just to have this time and this time to prepare yourself mentally and emotionally for birth And part of that is probably going to mean getting his support for practical day-to-day things that like just takes that stuff off your plate and also creates space for you to have time for something that you're super passionate about, like this journey and this transition into motherhood. It's, It's a project for sure. And so use this time to communicate, to cultivate communication, to cultivate support. It will really help the two of you. Now, if you're looking for a way to kind of dip your toe in lightly with him and work on doing some birth education, which we're going to move into talking more about, um, my labor pain class is a really good class to start with because it's a shorter class. It's also a lower cost class. And you can check that out at birthbabylife.com slash labor pain. It's just a focus class that is talking about how to handle labor pain, and how your birth partner can support you. And there's bonuses included that help him to support you. And it's really targeted, really focused. So it's a good one to watch with your man. And you can check that out again, um, birthbabylife.com slash labor pain. And let's talk, let's talk a little bit about doing the birth prep together. So I know that when I was preparing for our baby's births, uh, the babies that I had with Scott were babies four through eight. And I wanted him, because Galen was his first kid, I wanted him to go through birthing classes with me. And so he chose an at-home class because he's not a big person on crowds and stuff. And he was like a class clown throughout the entire thing. He was constantly cracking jokes and all all this stuff. It just drove me nuts. But drove me nuts in a way that I could deal with and, you know, smile about and laugh about. But even though I... You know, I kind of wanted to feel like he was being serious. And sometimes I thought, is he really paying attention or getting anything out of it? You know, when it came to giving birth to our babies, he was a huge support to me. And he was a huge support to me about my birth choices and helping me get what I needed in my pregnancies. Like, for example, in one of my pregnancies, I think it was Corwin's. Um, I was just really exhausted and he arranged to have his mom come once a week and give me some extra time to sleep and just some time to be by myself, which was really wonderful since I was pregnant with baby number six at that point and I had a lot of kiddos running around and just that little bit of space for myself. I think at that point it was every Thursday morning, like on Thursday mornings was really something I treasured. And so even though I felt like he was just kind of joking his way through our birthing class stuff. I really do think he picked up a lot. And so I just want to encourage you that even if your fella seems to be doing kind of funny or whatever, you know, do birth prep together. Even if it seems like he's not paying attention or he's just kind of like, whatever, he may be picking up more than you think he is. And like, I, I know that you're already on board with me. You know that just hoping for a natural birth isn't enough. You know that just saying, oh, I'm planning a natural birth. That isn't enough. You know that. I know that. We both know that. It's also critical for your birth partner to realize too, like just declaring that you want to have a natural birth and then going 
from there with no prep, like just arriving at the hospital. Oh, we want to have a natural birth. And maybe you've got some sort of colorful little birth plan with you. But really, that's all that you've done. That can make, quote unquote, and I'm doing air quotes right now, can make predictions come true. Because a lot of moms don't realize the intensity of labor. Or if, if, you, if you go through this pregnancy like with no realization about how you physiologically support a healthy pregnancy, because I'll tell you something, you're not going to get that information from your doctor. You may get that information from your midwife. There may be a few doctors. I've, I've done some workshops, like my online workshops that I do where I interview a whole bunch of doctors and midwives and doulas and birth workers and all those sorts of people. Like I've talked to some doctors who really do understand. But most do not. You're not going to get information about the physiology of birth. You're not going to get information about the physiology of, of pregnancy from these care providers because it's just not the way that they're taught. They're taught to look at pregnancy and birth as a model where mom and baby are kind of at odds with each other. And it's all about, you know, saving each one from the other. It's not about these two beings are in this incredible symbiotic relationship. The reason why Mama Baby Birthing Class is my birthing class series, it's called Mama Baby One Word, is because the Mama Baby is a unit and will stay a unit for quite a while. But how do we support that relationship on a physiological, biochemical level? That that needs to be done. And giving birth is a physiological, biochemical process, and it's also an emotional and spiritual journey, as is pregnancy, as is the transition to motherhood. And again, I know you're on board with this, but you want him to also start to understand this, and you want to honor that. Like, I know so many women who will carve time out for this and that and the other, and carve money and space out for this and that, you know, for this new... stroller, travel system, all this stuff. But then when it comes to birth prep, oh, I'm too busy for that. I can't do that. You know, and and the reality is, is that it's so important because the stroller is going to get used for a few months and then it's going to get put in the closet for the next baby, or it's going to get sold on, you know, Facebook marketplace, or it's going to get put by the side of the road a few years from now when you realize it's been sitting in the corner of the garage forever and you're just praying somebody will come pick it up. You know, but your baby's birth is forever. Like, this experience is forever. Forever, 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 forever. Old women with Alzheimer's still remember their baby's birth with startling detail. And I'm not saying if you have a rough birth experience that you can't get over it and move on and have a beautiful bonding with your baby because birth is the commencement, (laughs) really. I guess getting your pregnancy test is the commencement, but birth is another level of commencement for this journey of motherhood. But it's just so important. So please do your birth prep because that mental and emotional part as well as all the practical stuff about understanding interventions and understanding nutrition and understanding birth techniques and that sort of thing are important. But also do the mental and emotional work and do the birth prep with him. And now for him, you may not do quite so much of that mental, emotional work with him, though you could share. So like say you're going through the Fearless Birth Workbook and Mama Baby Birthing, it's included as a bonus. You might share with him like what you journaled about, what you recorded and how you let go of that fear. Those are the sorts of things that you might share. But especially you want to go through like the practical stuff with him. You want to go through practical techniques, practical skills. I would talk with him about preventing interventions. You may not go intervention through intervention, though I don't think that's a bad idea with him because then that helps him be informed. It goes back to that critical thinking piece that we talked about at the beginning. But certainly you want to talk about 
birth techniques and do this preparation with him. Now, I mentioned at the beginning of the episode that I come back and mention more about doulas, and I want to do that here. So what if you have a doula? Do you guys need to do all this? And I absolutely believe that you need to. Unless your thing is that he's just totally freaking out and he's not going to be part of it at all, then maybe you're not going to go through the practical stuff and you're going to lean on your doula. Though I would still talk with him excitedly the way that I suggested earlier in the episode where you're just sharing so much with him because you still want his buy-in and his support. But most of the time, the doula is there to support both of you. She's there for you directly, and she's got a level of expertise and experience, and she's got a uterus, or she had a uterus, even if she's had a hysterectomy. Um, You know, she's just got something that he doesn't have. But she's probably there to be backup for him or even to guide him. And so when you guys do this birth prep together, even if you've got a doula, it's just going to make the entire experience richer for everybody. And you guys might have some sessions with the doula together because you'll probably meet with her a couple times. Um, Also, you know, like I said, you don't have to do everything with him, but do some things together and also be like, be realistic about what you expect. Like he may not be doing practice every day. Like me, when I'm preparing for a baby every afternoon, I'm taking like 20 minutes or a half an hour where I'm sitting down, visualizing the birth, visualizing the birth, thinking about things with the birth, doing conditioning and awareness throughout the day, just to make sure that I'm physically in my body and ready for this. And I'm doing journaling and that sort of thing to get ready. And he's, your man's probably not going to have that level of dedication or that level of presence. And that's okay because it's not his body that's doing all of this. It's not, he's having an identity shift, but it's not quite as fundamental as yours. And so you're going to do some of that. But so be realistic with how many times a week and stuff you guys want to work on this, but do, 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 please work on it. You know, set, set aside a couple times a week to work on it. And especially things that are critical are breathing, language, touch. Those are critical skills. Again, I talk about all this really in detail in Mama Baby Birthing, but you guys want to make sure you're on the same page. You're using the same language. Like if you guys have never discussed language and he tells you, oh, come on, just relax. You're probably going to want to bite his head off in the middle of labor. So talk about language that you like. For example, you may have heard me say before, I like the word soften because to me that, you know, it's a very visual word and you kind of picture something becoming softer. And for me, I've, again, practicing every day, practiced, uh, conditioned my body that when I say soften, I mean, even as I'm saying it right now to you guys, you know, the pelvic floor softens, it helps release and open and and, and be ready for a baby to come through. And if you've conditioned yourself to these kinds of words, then you guys talk together so that he knows. And then also going through basic techniques like basic breathing techniques so that he understands because he breathes just like you do. So he can practice the breathing just like you. And one of the most powerful things, if you do feel like labor is really intense and you're getting out of control, is to just look at him and he starts to do the breathing that you guys practiced and you just model after him. You don't have to think because you may not be able to think. You may be struggling. But if he just says, you know, do what I do, then you can do that with him. And he can then help you change positions and other sorts of things that that we talk about in my classes between contractions. But he can help you in the contraction. So breathing skills are really important too. Um talking about touch, what kind of touch might be helpful, and also signs that you don't want touch. Like, I can remember, I don't remember which baby's birth it was, but there was a baby's birth where Scott, I think that he moved 
the way that he was supporting me and it just didn't feel good. And I was just like, no, <laughs> that was all that I could get out. And then he, he switched it up a little bit and, and I just said, yes, you know, that was all that I could get out in that intense point of labor. But, you know, it was just helping realize that communication may be staccato and maybe short, but that it's there. And so talking through these basic skills, talking through communication, all of those things are critical. Um, and, and you can talk about like your lang- like your expectations, what you want, what do you feel like he should do, when do you feel like he could take a break, that sort of thing. Uh, I remember a story, I think it was in Spiritual Midwifery, about the dad had been, he needed to pee and he had been holding it for eons and eons and eons, he felt like. And he was just really uptight and he finally asked one of the birth team, could they support the mom for a minute while he went to the bathroom? And then he came back and this mom who had kind of been stuck at the same place for a while He came back feeling relieved and then she relaxed and was able to birth her baby, I guess, because she could feel all of his tension. And then when that tension was gone. So sometimes a guy needs to take care of needs. So talk about that sort of thing. Like, you know, when should you do this? I can remember again, uh, you know, I no ill will towards Cassie Asher and Brennan's dad, but you know, he fell asleep at some point because he had been up all night gaming kind of thing when I was, um, laboring with Cassidy. And that just was not, I I was not happy with that. Otherwise he was great, but that moment was not great. Um, so you want to try and talk about things and, and, and how can we make sure that everybody's well rested and ready for, for what to expect? Um, talk about possible decisions that may come up. This is like I talked about, I think talking about complications and interventions with your man is important. Talking about research and what you're discovering is important because those sorts of things help you. Like talk about both the science and the feelings behind these different things because then you guys aren't walking into something where there's no talk and no preparation. You guys are on the same page. You've had these conversations and these discussions and he's much more able to support you as you need him to. Also, another aside really is to talk about what things will look like after the baby comes because you guys may not be on the same page or you both may have assumptions that the other one doesn't have. So talk about those sorts of things, like who's going to do what and that sort of thing. Baby care choices, like do you want to co-sleep or not? All of these things are things that are good to talk about because all of these conversations greatly benefit you and they they help you to feel open and connected and on the same page. And all of that is going to really support you as you go into your birthing time. It will strengthen you as a mother, knowing that you've got that solid support behind you. And it also strengthens your relationship as a couple. I think if possible, have him go to prenatal appointments, at least most of them. Um, he can ask questions and be curious the same way that you are. And that, again, that just, I think the benefit of that is it. I would encourage him to ask questions at every appointment, kind of like I've encouraged you on, on past podcast episodes to, to ask questions early and often with your care provider. I think we talked about that a little bit last week with this sense of curiosity, even if it's a a routine test or something that you know you're going to accept. Ask questions about it. What are the whys? What are the pros? What are the cons? Because that helps the two of you get used to asking questions, get used to asking the whys, asking what will happen if we do this? What happens if we don't do this? And it makes him more confident because especially when you're in a situation where um, where an intervention is being suggested, I will say in the hospital, but I've also assisted at a lot of births, and I've seen this happen at, at, at home births too, where, you know, all of a sudden the midwife's suggesting something, and you're not sure if that feels in tune with what you guys wanted. 
if you've got confidence talking to your care provider and asking questions and stuff, there's probably a few minutes where it's safe to do that. And you guys want to be used to asking those questions instead of just kind of getting bowled over or assuming this person is the absolute authority. Now, you hire a birth professional because they're a professional and they got experience and expertise. But asking them to share that experience and expertise and their whys and their thought processes is okay. Because this is a monumental thing for both you and your partner as well as your baby. And so it's okay to ask them about those things. And you guys both want to be used to that and comfortable so that you don't just feel silenced and barreled into something that you weren't sure if it was really needed or that it resonated. And so you understand even if it's not what we wanted, that we all are on the same page and feel like it's the best choice and we were respected and honored in this. And you want to get to the place where you're comfortable getting to that point. Um, yeah, so again, I said that I would come back to this and I just want to emphasize that I do firmly believe that birth is mama's show. Like this is your show. You get to call the shots, but it's just so much better if he's invested, curious, even passionate about it like you are. And if the two of you are both ready to do this and you're both invested in preparing for this on every level, physically, emotionally, financially, that's, that's probably something he's going to be thinking about, but you know, mentally, spiritually, you guys have just done this work and done this work and this talk together to be on the same page. So remember, educate him. It goes a long way for both of you. It's beneficial for both of you. Um, let him help you share your needs, share your wants, share your don't wants, be open to him helping you and be open to rebuilding and reforging communication. Even if you feel like y'all haven't done this well in the past. And so there's some resentments there. Be open to trying something and seeing even in tiny ways, even if it needs to be baby steps working on this together and then definitely do birth prep together. And if you want something small and bite-sized to get started with, Again, the labor pain class is ideal for that. It's an ideal entry point because it gets you going with some really practical birth prep. And then if you want to take the next step and jump into a full course, you can definitely do that. But check out the labor pain class. It's a short class. It is meant to be meaty and exactly what you guys need to focus on and start to get the feeling that, okay, we can do this. There's there's a way to do this. So check that out at birthbabylife.com slash labor pain. I would love to see you in that class. And otherwise, I will talk to you next week, we are going to talk about IUGR, intrauterine growth retardation or restriction, and if it's possible to get that baby growing again. What's the research? What's the science? What do you do if you get that diagnosis for you and your baby? I'll talk to you next week. Until then, I hope you have a blessed week. Thanks for listening to the Birth, Baby and Life podcast with Kristen Burgess. For great resources and tons more info, visit www.birthbabylife.com visit www.birthbabylife.com.